You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Talk Recorded live. Greetings, friends, and welcome in to another Sabbath lectionary service. I give a sermon based on the lection for the evening service. Yes, today's lection is from 2 Timothy chapter 5. You'll turn with me in your Bibles there. We will begin with prayer. Almighty Heavenly Father, in the name of Yahshua, we thank you for this commandment that we assemble together to hear your word, to have service. You told us not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. You told us to pray daily as well as to pray together. And that on the Sabbath is a special day. We hear your voice forever that you have ordained it. Even after the new heavens and new earth, all flesh shall worship before you. The temple will be open. The gates will be opened on the Sabbath and on the new moon and on the feast. We look forward to seeing their fulfillment. We look forward to having that time where we actually see your millennial reign, that actual Sabbath, that 1,000-year reign of Christ be fulfilled. Hallelujah. We worship you this day. We worship you at this time. We look forward for the next things that we will see done by your grace and your spirit. Second Timothy chapter 5. Uh, was it what? First Timothy, I'm sorry. First Timothy chapter 5. And this is continuing on the theme of rebuke not an elder, but entreat him as a father. If you pick up now in verse 17, before we read from the word, let's say, our father. Who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Verse 17. Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. For the scripture saith, Thou shalt not muzzle the ox that treadeth out the corn, and the laborer is worthy of his reward. Yes, so let's stop right there because 
saying that our tithes, our payments, our dues, our honors are to be paid out. We have to pay out our tithes. It belongs to Yahweh and those who labor in word and in doctrine. It takes days, hours, weeks, years, and months sometimes to write one article. But not only articles, we need to see people who are live, who are ministering, who are assembling together, because that's how you know they're in the church, because they assemble together. And the word for church actually means assemble on the Sabbath and the feast days. It's the same word. If you look it up, for holy convocation is the same word for church, and that is the same word always for feast days and Sabbaths. Saturday, and it says we are to have a holy convocation on these days. That means you call other people to gather together on those days. That's the word for church. It means call together others. People have translated, it means you are called out. Well, called out for what? It always says called out for Sabbath, called out for the feast. It doesn't just say called out. So if you don't have the Sabbath, you don't have the feast, they're not called out. They're just People who believe in Yahweh and maybe Yeshua and they, they maybe will go to heaven. Yeah, but they'll get in by the skin of their teeth. Okay, if they have love in the heart that's willing, he will look to the willing heart and they will get many rewards based on the willingness that he will measure. But they'll miss many rewards on the earth. Because if you delight in the Sabbath, I'll cause you to ride upon the high places of the earth. Okay. So, teaching in the Sabbath and the feasts. This is the important element when it's talking here about them being worthy of the double honor. It says, It was his custom. Yeshua went weekly to the Sabbath to the synagogue every Sabbath. It says it. That was his custom. Okay. Um, at least Sabbath is commanded commanded for, for assembly. We have to get together. It's that simple. If not, we miss out. Okay, if you don't have a a church that teaches the whole word, you can join with us online, which is, yes, we are a growing assembly local. We have had our troubles. We've had our, our persecutions. But we are pulling through. We are blameless. And we're continuing on in the situation, being wise as serpents and gentle as doves, shutting our doors sometimes. Just as many are called, few are chosen. But in the end, we have no new doctrine. It says there's no private interpretation of the Word of God, and each person has their own situation. But we are to all gather together. That's for sure. Sometimes if you can gather together in a church that doesn't have the whole truth, that's fine. We don't need to, they don't need to believe exactly like us. We need to gather together. That's still the commandment. So make some compromises, but there's some big commandments. If they're breaking them, openly, then you cannot be a part of that. Um, but they were doing sins. Yeshua called out people in the synagogue and accused them. But the thing was, is there were witnesses when he would accuse them. And it says here, against an elder, receive not an accusation. Don't even, unless there's two or three people who all have seen him say that word. And they, from all three viewpoints, agree it can only be interpreted that way. Or two or three witnesses could sometimes mean two or three Bible verses. 
or two or three, could also mean he did that same thing two or three different ways. He did it for breakfast. <laughs> he did it, you know, for example, if someone has a habit of doing some, you know, very bad thing, he would have to be doing it, you know, with three different examples. That could be another way to say, receive not an accusation without two or three. And it says he cannot be, um, you cannot establish any word of doctrine either without two or three. Okay. That that rule goes through it all. It says you cannot have a, a capital offense without two or three uh, witnesses. You know, you had to have witnesses if you're doing a really bad crime. That comes from the Word of God. But it also goes with just accusing. Why is it such a big thing just to have an accusation about an elder? Well, they represent Yahweh, and they are his mouthpiece officially. Official. They're anointed, and they are literally. It says also what you do to the least of them you've done unto me, but also what you do to the leaders. It says that rebellion is just a sin of witchcraft. So if they're really going out against, you know, who Yahweh is using for the perfecting of the saints, then they are coming against Yahweh and the church body itself. It says some of us will grow up into the head. And if you are growing up, it says you are complete in him, and you will grow up into him, and even up you can grow up into the head in the body of Christ. And at any time when anything will slow you down from your operations in the body of Christ, this, and they are the mouthpiece, that they are not the flesh that people accuse them of. So they should be treated only as spiritual because they have to deal things as spiritual or they will lose their war. Okay, it's a constant spiritual battle, spiritual warfare. And they're engaged in it. And it says that we got to give them double of the honor and give them the encouragement that they need. It says obey them quickly to have the rule over you that they might do it with joy and not with grief. Because they watch for your souls. They're literally watching for our souls. So, And those in the who are in leadership in this church and in other churches, we watch for the souls and we help the souls. And no one should accuse anything against the, um, the leadership. If you look in, around the world, you can see the problems that happen with accusations. For example, look at Donald Trump. Those same words that were uttered by him were said by Obama in an even more extreme way, and no one said a word. He says the same exact thing, but people jump all over him. They literally say it in such a unbelievable, accusatory manner. They really are landing on their you-know-what. They really are falling. These people, they cannot do this sort of thing to leadership. But they're doing it. Coming against authorities is a really big sin of rebellion. Just to go around and think that we can get away with um, speaking evil. David said, well, if you look what he did, Saul was trying to kill him. He went 
he was hiding in a cave and Saul was delivered into his hands where Saul was slept right next to David. He was in the cave. At the time, Saul was seeking to kill the anointed. You know, David was anointed to be king. David was saved the nation and he saved, and he killed Goliath and did many great things, right? And, and here came Saul to come kill him. But David also remembered that Saul was anointed too. So all the only thing that David did was because when everyone was sleeping, he had his chance, and all that he did was cut the corner of his garment and took it to have proof that he wasn't out to get Saul. But also because the word says, "Touch not my anointed." Either emotionally, people can also go against their anointed. David didn't go out and call Saul any bad words either. This can also be harmful to, to the anointed, to people. So we have to remember not to accuse. And that's why one of the Ten Commandments says, um, bear not false witness against your neighbor. Um, this is, yes, uh, sometimes before it becomes a real accusation, there's things that lead up to it. But even if they start to receive, that's why it says don't even receive an accusation. Don't even start, don't even open up your ear to hear it. Says in Ten Commandments that literally, literally, the Ten Commandments it says it is such a great offense that it's in the Ten Commandments. Okay, there thou shalt not bear a false witness. If we're listening to it, we could be guilty of a double. We start saying it, we're we're triple guilty. You know, so. Don't even receive an accusation unless unless it's really three or four complete witnesses who have gone to that elder and have confirmed it with him. Because it even says with a brother, it says, take two or more. Just first try yourself to reconcile with your brother. Tell him what happened. Tell him you're trying. Don't say a bad word against your brother. Just tell him you're trying. Tell him about what he what trespass it was. Say, I don't like the way you say that word personally. And, you know, that kind of hurt me. Can you explain why? Because I know you're a good Christian brother, right? That's the way to do it. And to see what he says. And it says, if he doesn't hear you, and it says, take two or more. But if he does hear you, you've gained your brother. So now with the two or more, they ask the same thing in the same way, in a Christian way, with the faith and hope for the brother. And try, and they say, you know, this trespass that happened here, where exactly you said this and you did exactly that. You know, this case of cause and effect, did you mean it in that way? Was that your intention? Because that's the other thing every judge does in every court in the world. They check. Your intention was. Did you try and put that thought into their head? Did you do that? Yeah? Was that your intention? Or actually, was the other person making that up for themselves? Or was it entrapment? Sometimes there's entrapment, you know? So you see, that also is something. Entrapment, maybe. You see, there's so many factors. That all of, that's why this this flushes out everything, and some it's just 
they were having a bad day and they heard it wrong. As others, there's other factors. So that's why then when they take the two or more and they ask them again the same question and they go, that your intention. Did you say it in that way? Do you want to change if you did it by mistake? He probably will say, oh, that was a mistake. I have a bad habit of doing that and I'm very sorry. Maybe he'll do that. Maybe um, they will get it explained that, you know, that brother is, um, you took his bicycle, you know, and you didn't give it back. He's asked for you to bring it back, you know, so we're here to, you, can you please bring it back? These are the kind of things, you know, that, that go on with, between brothers, right? So even with that, you're supposed to take two or more brothers. And it says if they, if he still doesn't hear you, and you, you have, then you have to take it to the next level and, and send him away from the group. You know? But at that level, uh, hopefully, he doesn't even have to go to that level, and they already heard him. So it says now if he hears him, you've gained your brother again, and you've. But you see, there's this filter. Choosing an elder, there's great consequences. Um, if you look at when Samuel was just coming down, walking down the road, and the children were laughing at him, saying, bald man, bald man, what happened? He just looked at him the wrong way, and bears that as a green light, and demonic heirs killed 72 children. I don't think those were uh, those were natural bears because normally a bear can kill one or two children and the rest will get away, right? Seventy-two children? Come on, how can a bear do that? Oh, so, you know that we don't want to speak out against anyone. We want to say, "Are you sure that that's your intention?" Then you're going to be safe. Check out. What? Do you mean it that way? Do you really want to hurt me? Is that your intention? Can you tell? Can you explain why you said that? Because I'm open-minded. Want to understand? Okay, that's the best way to deal with the elder. And otherwise, you don't receive it. You don't not only with the elder, but with the brother. Even with a elder, you have even more layers than that. With an elder, it says don't even don't even let them come near you. Don't even receive it at all without two or three witnesses. The elders receive double the judgment. They're double accountable to Yahweh. Yahweh is the one who repays, not us. And he gives it double. And we have to know that vengeance belongs to him anyway. And there's certain things that are unheard of, you know, that should never, are never uh, involved in any real church, right? There are very, very rare exceptions, like 1% where some church has done some crime, right? It's a very rare thing, though. So we don't go around to every pastor in the whole world because there's, like, less than 1% who committed certain offense or certain crime. That's like saying... You can control all all the homes in the whole world, have a guard sitting out front, 
just because someone, you know, didn't take out their trash on on Saturday, whatever. You know, they could just make up some new thing. We don't we don't do that to churches. We don't do that to homes and houses. So we're not going to do that to pastors. You know, especially not pastors who are doing really the work of God. To apply it to all, when there is two or or more witnesses, you will receive the accusation with much seriousness. Of course, you know. I'm not saying anyone shouldn't receive an, an accusation of anything, but what I am saying is that people are going around all day long, mocking, scoffing, attacking, and they're just digging their own grave because spiritually. They're bringing debts upon themselves, and God does repay. That is a very scary situation for people to be in, to go around scoffing at pastors. So, I thought I would show you this uh, word of God telling us here, written as Paul, as one of the few people where it says, was filled with the Holy Spirit. Very few and it says he was uh, blind and then he was healed when he was growing up really really heavy in the word of Yahweh the Benjamites and the Pharisee of Pharisees really knew his stuff dealt with him Verse 20, them that sin rebuke before all, that others also may fear. Now, that's talking about people who choose to stay in sin. That isn't saying just go and humiliate, you know, someone who makes a small mistake. But, you know, if they're remaining in in, uh, unrepented sin, then we should rebuke them before everyone, for sure. Verse 21, I charge thee before Elohim and before Yahweh Yeshua HaMashiach and the elect angels that they'll observe these things without preferring one another, one before another, doing nothing by partiality. Okay. Oh, really, it's, it's something we need to do without preferring anyone. Treat everyone equal with this situation. Deal with your worst enemy in the same situation. You have to give them a chance to answer, okay? Or you have no honor. Ask your enemy, do you really intend? Would you really intend to do something like that? And then your enemy says, you bet I would. Then you got some situation on your hands, you know? So don't even do anything with partiality. So partial... Partiality is also something that the courts say that they do. Because you have no right to judge anyone unless you first treat them without partiality. You know what that means? Is that you don't choose one or the other over the other. It's just as if they're totally innocent and you deal with them just as if they're the most innocent bird who's ever lived. 
and you give them the full chance to answer that they would never you would never imagine that they would do that sort of thing but it says like uh love hopes all things love believes all things so you will believe that everybody is trying to be a good christian that's how we should start but the bad things we don't assume that they're doing anything bad you know it says reckon the old man dead to reckon the old sin nature as if it's dead, if it doesn't exist, it's, 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 it's in the grave. So not only we need to reckon our own flesh dead, but we need to reckon our brother's flesh dead too, our neighbor's flesh, whoever's calling themselves a Christian. We need to deal with them on the basis of their spirit man, which is perfect. Their spirit man is resurrected, is new. All things have become new. And to recognize that, and don't give, don't wake up their flesh out of the grave and say, you're that person, you're that bad one who's down there in the grave. No, leave it down there. Leave, your, leave the flesh in there. It says you're a new creature. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. But reckon yourselves alive unto Christ. Well, reckoning also is an interesting word, because reckoning means like accounting. You know, you just have numbers on a book. No emotions. Just you reckon it, okay? Well, it's logical, it's math. Tick, tick, tick. Okay. You might not like what it says, but still, it's reckoning. Dutch is reckoning means get the bill. It's very logical. <laughs> the reckoning. So we reckon the account. You look in your bank account, you reckon it. You're saying, okay, that's how much money is in there. It's something we cannot change no matter what we feel. So it's just saying we reckon our flesh is dead. There's nothing we can do about it. Also, we reckon ourselves alive unto Christ. We reckon ourselves on the basis of our spirit. Our spirit is with Yahweh now. It's totally incorruptible, totally, absolutely perfect, totally justified, resurrected, totally with him. So, to be impartial means everybody, they're innocent, you know? Like it says in the courts, you have a right to have an impartial jury. You know what that means? Your jury has no beliefs, the impartial jury of your peers. That means the people who are judging you are a whole bunch of people. When they hear the evidence, they're not the people who judge against your group. So, for example, if you're African-American, you have a right to have three-quarters of the jury African-American, for example, because they're impartial. They're, they're not just, you know, like they say, racist, like all those white people. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But you know they actually do that. They actually do that in the courts to ensure that they're not getting any knuckleheads um, who are just um, in any way impartial. Um, now, on the other hand, it's not always followed, but still that's what it means in the book. Um, so we promote that too for... Everyone else. So we're trying to ensure the double honor goes 
the ministers who are his mouthpiece who it says if you see them you have seen me okay um his representatives okay they teach us we teach people to hear the word of god they're in an office that is called we are christian yes we're all in that office you have christian leadership right this means also representative of christ okay but when you have a leader this is an important thing to get people to hear the word to speak the word and teach the word so laboring in the word and doctrine brings them that double we are to bring them double honor because in the world they're only going to be attacked in the world they're they're fighting a vicious battle but also in the spiritual world it says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but are mighty through god and they're working on all of us who are teaching the word we should be working on pulling down those those evil strongholds in the heavenly places it says that we are we have these weapons that are mighty through god to the pulling down of strongholds the casting down of imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. So that's what we're doing. We're going to be teaching more and more about this. So people can win in this area and overcome. Because that is the real battle that's going on. It's the spiritual battle. And the Word of God helps protect us so we don't overstep into the wrong area. Verse 22, lay hands suddenly on no man, neither be partakers of other men's sins. Keep thyself pure. So that word for pure is also to be separate. Don't go around just touching everybody. Don't go around. It says you can be partaking with their sins if you're just going around touching everybody. Maybe you you explain to them that you don't agree with that sin that they're doing, or that you're only helping them with their you know their laundry, or I don't know. With, let's say if you have a job working in a, a rest home or something, you they know that you're just doing your job, but you're not there to just lay hands on them and endorse all their sins. You know. So you have this kind of. Situation. We don't suddenly lay hands on people. Just going around without caring, just sort of, you know, some are in the, some of the worst sins. There's, there's sins unto death, and there's little sins, but still, you don't want to be a partaker of any sin, you know? Keep yourself pure. Verse 23, drink no longer water, but use a little wine for thy stomach's sake and then often infirmity. So yes, it's true, there's trials, there's situations, there's problems, and for your soul to feel a little bit better, have some coffee. It is the same as wine. I mean, in this in this context, it's talking about just sort of a, a uh, drink that people would have uh, on a daily basis. But it's not always talking about literal um, wine. It could be, be because the wine that is discussed then is really different kinds of sustenance. Some will say, yeah, it was literal wine, but actually it's not 
we can cover that some other time. Sure about it. Verse 24. Some men's sins are open beforehand, going before the judgment. And some men, they follow after. So, yeah, some, some people, um, they go directly to be judged because of their sin. Some follow Um, some are being punished, they're being judged for their sins, and they don't, their sins aren't open yet. They don't know why they're being punished. Because, yes, it says, well, they won't even know, no one, a lot of the wicked, they don't know, as it says in Psalm 91, that only with our eye will we behold, that we will understand the reward of the of the wicked. A lot of them, they have no idea why. Hopefully they'll repent. If they're not truly wicked, then they're just falling away from the truth and that they should come back to God. But here you have uh, verse 25. Likewise also the good works of some are manifest beforehand. And they that are otherwise cannot be hid. Yahweh. This was a good uh, study here. and It's just from our daily collection. Every day we have our morning and evening prayer service. I pray that people will be encouraged by it. You can use the Book of Common Prayer. Every home should have a prayer closet, a place that is holy, that is kept apart from the world. It says that we'll go into our prayer closets when there's a great tribulation upon the earth. And that we'll go in there and then when we come out everything will be passed away and that we will kick up our heels and be glad. There will be a come one day the greatest trial upon the whole earth and that will be just a little while it says and you'll come out of your prayer closets in it when it's overpassed. So we do want to promote it but it's not just for this future prophecy. It's always been in Orthodox homes, Christian homes, we have a place of praying. Okay, and uh, it does say that we should pray every morning. This day's daily bread is something that you pray for each day. And you pray for this day's trespasses and everything else. So you're forgiven and you're protected. You're praying for deliverance from evil. You're praying for this, you know, uh, whole situation that you're in uh, for his kingdom come and his will be done on earth as it is in heaven, his governance. And we hope and pray every day for his laws. His laws preserve us. There's no other thing that says that. His, that is throughout the scriptures. And we pray his blood will, u- will be useful for forgiveness. We confess the forgiveness of sin, which is 1 John 3, 4. Sin is transgression of the law. And his laws are all good and for our benefits and blessings and everything else. So it's just we're missing out. It doesn't mean it's big moral thing or emotional thing either. It just means we're missing out if we don't keep the commandments. Maybe uh, we'll miss a lot of rewards. It's just a reckoning again. It's just uh, something that is spiritual that, that cannot be changed. You know, some people say, oh, but I don't feel the Spirit. Well, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you do. It, but it's not emotions. Spirit is something that's always there. It will be 
your soul can can go through you, you know your emotions can go through times and it's like water it just moves around but yes you can learn to be more in the spirit and yes you can learn to feel it but feelings is not going to be the basis of it and often because we have the flesh the flesh says in your flesh dwells no good thing often the flesh will deceive us will give us the false information. And that's why it says you walk by faith and not by sight. And that's why it says you be a new creature in a creation because you're going to always see that we have to go by faith. And it says we get faith by hearing the spoken word, Romans 10:17. So you get more and more faith the more you hear his word. So praise Yahweh, he's given us the, the commandment to keep the Sabbath. And like it says in Hebrews 2 and 3 and 4, there it says that this is the day we'll hear his voice. So if you've heard anything today, it says harden not your heart, but take heed to it and use it. Start to implement it in your life. And we look forward till next Sabbath and having the time of sharing in the chat room. You're welcome to join us. Oh, and we will be uh, gathering one hour earlier because it is the daylight savings time of the year that it's dark earlier. So Central European time. Just check our widget. You will see your local time uh, if you go on our website, ChristAssembly.com. And so we're also uh, collecting if you want to donate for our website, we are not able to afford at this moment all the website capabilities. So if you would like to donate towards it, we can get it up online as well. So keep that in your prayers if you're looking for a place to tithe to. We do also have an outreach where we reach with our Facebook page 100 new people for about $20. For about $20, they will learn about our ministry. They will learn the truth of the, the kingdom, of the, of the tribes. They'll learn the truth of the Orthodox. They will learn about that the Christian nations of the earth, thousands of books teach it, Christian nations are the true Israel, and that we should be keeping the Sabbath, the feast days, the dietary laws. But they'll learn all the good news that we're talking about today, how the church should be victorious, and also how this has been taught in every generation. We teach nothing new. There is no private interpretation of the Word of God. They'll learn how the Orthodox Church is always taught Sabbath is the seventh day of the week, and many other of our booklets. They will learn from hundreds of our books, many of these great inspirational truths, and much more. Uh, if they continue on. As it says, they who continue in the truth, they continue in his word, they will know the truth, and the truth will set them free. So that's what we hope, is that some new truth reaches people each and every service to help us be set free, but also to renew our minds, as it says, renew our minds, not only daily, but in a special way on Sabbath, is the getting together. The renewing is important. We want more people to know about these truths and be encouraged into them. We just pray for the whole church to be gathered together from the corners of the earth, like it says we will be, and we will all become one. So praise Yahweh.
Take care. And may Yahweh bless you. Bye-bye. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.